Welcome to the Geomologist Presents. Welcome to RPG A Day. Today I'm going to talk about days 20 through 22. But first, we have a call-in from Jason Connerly on the last episode. So Jason, take it away. Hey Carl, just listen to your episode for days 17 to 19. And yeah, the favorite system thing is interesting. I For me, it really does boil down to genre. And I, I think when I did my recording, I recorded all the RPG Day episodes for my show at the beginning of the month, so I don't necessarily remember what I <laughs> answered for every prompt. But I think if nailed down to a specific system, ICRPG would probably be it. But Savage Worlds is definitely a possibility. I think the thing with Savage Worlds is it does lean towards the heroic side. Uh, you can adjust the, you know, the dials on it and make it grittier if you want. But I, I think just the fact that you have bennies and all does move it towards the heroic side. Kind of like Barbarians of Moria, you know, unless you totally remove hero points, it veers towards that heroic side, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I like to play lighthearted heroic games anyway, but... Savage Worlds is definitely underrated as one of the great universal systems. It, it really is super versatile, and you can do all kinds of things. I mean, you can do everything from, um, yeah, I'm brain farting now. You, you can do everything from Frank Miller's Sin City to, <laughs> you know, Conan to Flash Gordon to playing... What, what, what was that other one we did for Eric Lamoureux when we play-tested where you're playing, you know, a rock and roll band caught up in an adventure to, you know, you can do any, to look at the game you guys did, Cartoon Animals, right? So Savage Worlds really is an incredibly versatile system. I played Ghostbusters in Savage Worlds back in, you know, back in the day. And, and, and it works really well for all these things. So I think Savage Worlds is very underappreciated. Um, I'm going to do a show talk about dice mechanics, so I don't want to get into that. But but as far as favorite system, Savage Worlds, definitely I think it's ignored a lot of times, but its versatility should not be overlooked. Hey, Jason, thank you for that call in. Yeah, I really enjoy Savage Worlds. It is one of my favorite systems, the emphasis on one of them. I have many favorite systems that I like to play for different genres like you discussed and talked about. I love that you listed like a plethora of different Savage Worlds games or genres in which you played Savage Worlds, including Ghostbusters. That would be fun. I guess it was a homebrew. If not, um, can you tell me where you can find that? That sounds pretty fun, pretty cool. I guess you could develop it oneself. It's pretty, even the base book is pretty malleable and one could uh, develop their own genre from it. So they've of course, there's a lot of published genres, so not really necessary. In any case, I really have um, liked it. 
And I think currently, currently I'm running uh, Savage Worlds Rifts, an intermittent Deadlands game, and I would love to put others or bring others to the table. I have many post-apocalyptic games that are have Savage Worlds as their sort of rule set. So the After and this one where you're like road warriors, and then one that takes place in Chicago. I have the Freedom Force, which is G.I. Joe with the serial numbers filed off for Savage Worlds. And they even have like a Transformers supplement. So maybe that one. Although, I, I mean, I really did enjoy I'm going to have to talk about that in another podcast. I really did enjoy when we played Transformers slash G.I. Joe mashup for Amy's birthday. All right. So let's jump into the prompts and get on with this RPG a day 2023. By the way, for me, August has gone really fast. We are on the final row for the RPG a day 2023. If you go to the link and look at the prompts. So day 20, what game will we still play 20 years from now? It's in 20 years time. Well, I definitely hope it is some form of Dungeons and Dragons, whether it's a BX or D&D 5.x or D&D version 10. I really hope it is some form of D&D. I love going back to BX. I love. I would like to get some AD&D to the table. I like the retro clones that have come out, such as Hyperborea. So to me, it's, it's kind of a variation of D&D. Even I would consider more Pathfinder 1 than, than 2, but they are all kind of like sort of vanilla, generic, fantasy, right? I mean, somewhere between medieval and renaissance type period where you have magic and gods and monsters. It is all some, to me, some form of D&D. So I hope I will be playing something like that. I mean, I I could even slightly categorize Warhammer fantasy into that, right? It is Tolkien-esque. It's got elves and dwarves and orcs. And uh, you got magic. And it's a little more grimdark, but I would say that like things in the known world and that sort of post-apocalyptic idea, post-Blackmore, eye in the great eye in the sky that came down and crashed some sort of comet or meteor that hit and caused a cataclysm is kind of grimdark post-apocalyptic. It can be. It doesn't have to be silly. Um, I am maybe one that takes my D&D a little too seriously, though I do like the whimsical DCC. For example, it is also it's built on the three point X chassis. That's a kind of a D and D, and they just add variant rules. So I hope you're playing some sort of generic fantasy game where you have elves and dwarves and others. And uh, hopefully, I'm still playing. That would be, make me, FYI, that would make me like 73. So I'll be 73 in 20 years. Hopefully, I'll still be around. Hopefully, we've found a cure for uh, aging. And I'll be immortal. Maybe uh, upload all our digital consciousnesses, consciousnesses, digital consciousnesses, into the Ethernet or web or whatever it's called. Maybe we won't have a zombie apocalypse or an alien invasion by then. So uh, yeah, none of those things happen. Then I'll be playing some form of D and D. Next one is card because there's several of them. What is your favorite licensed RPG? I really feel like 
the one that because we're playing it. I mean, Warhammer, Warhammer Fantasy, kind of is licensed uh, by Games Workshop. Uh, so any of the 40k games, but really, I think the one that we're playing the most right now, other than Warhammer Fantasy, but to me that's maybe I don't know. I guess I guess the one that is not Warhammer Fantasy or from the Games Workshop verse is um, Star Wars. So we've been playing Star Wars using the uh, the Funny Dice Genesis system, and I think Edge re is republishing a lot of these books that were out of print for a little bit. So we're doing Age of Rebellion. I did a long campaign of Edge of the Empire. So I think that's my favorite licensed RPG right now is uh, Star Wars. So I, I would say I've only played it once or ran it once. Alien might be up there too. I love what they've done, what Free League has done with the Wayland yutani verse. Uh, so that could be a runner-up or a close second. Although maybe it's Star Wars, then Warhammer verse, uh, which is, includes, I would guess I would include 40k, Soulbound, uh, which is based in the, on the Age of Sigmar world, and Warhammer Fantasy, which is based, in, based on the now defunct um, old world. So, yeah, those are my favorite licensed RPG products. Now, my best RPG secondhand purchase before, well, earlier in August, it was going to be the Ringworld box set that I was able to track down on eBay. But more recently, I mean, and that is an awesome game, and that is a game I have played it. I haven't run it. I have played it, and I was looking for a game you have run as a future prompt. But there is more. It's more like unplayed RPG you own, and technically, I played Ringworld once. But I'd love to get that to the table. It's a really cool system. I love Known Space and Larry Niven's worlds and works. But uh, that would have been the best secondhand purchase. But recently, I was able to track down for pretty inexpensive the second printing of AD&D Deities and Demigods. So this one is interesting because it has the sort of acknowledgement of Chaosium because they use uh, Melnibonean and Cthulhu Mythos deities in it. Uh, in there, unlike the first printing, which just has the deity sections and no, no sort of quote-unquote apology or acknowledgement. But uh, this one has it, and it's really cool, and I got it for really, really expensive, and it's in beautiful shape. I also went back to... I got that one right away. Oh, no, no. I had gotten, like, Folio there also, which is a great shape as well. And uh, I bought those two books at Half Price Books. Usually Half Price Books really very expensive when it comes to secondhand uh, products, but especially AD&D products. But these are really inexpensive. And I was shocked, and I bought them. And I think I got one of them at least on sale. So uh, even a little 10 to 15% discount. So that was, I think, my best secondhand RPG purchase. I, I used to have, I never had the Deities of Demigods second printing. I used to have a Fiend Folio, but I don't know what happened to it. And I just, I guess I got need to track down. You know, I do have, I do have like the uh, a later printing of the player's handbook. I have uh, my OA book. My DMG was still with the Ifrit cover. I think it's like the fifth or sixth printing with the Ifriti on the cover. Um, and I have my Wilderness and Dungeoneer Survival Guide. I probably need to get a copy of Unearthed Arcana uh, to make my, make my really fun D&D, D&D 1.5 game that I want to do. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's the coolest, um, the best secondhand RPG purchase. Man, now what's the, the coolest looking RPG product or book? All right, I got to think about this one for a little bit. I did not have to think too long. The coolest looking RPG product or book that I have 
is the Weird Frontiers tome. It clocks in at close to 900 pages, and it's this faux leather cover that has like a Mind Flayer gunslinger on the cover, kind of embossed on this faux leather cover. It is massive. It is, it's a beautiful tome. And yay, I get to give Weird Frontiers a shout out. So it's kind of built on the uh, DCC engine. And uh, I really enjoy it for a Weird West game. I've run it before. I have, I run funnels. I run level games. I run these conventions. And the book is impressive. It's a beautiful looking book. Uh, inside, it's, it's great. I mean, I love the art uh, as well. It's, it's black and white. I don't, I don't recall. The, I think there are some colored templates in this one. But it's mainly black and white art that is very evocative, very cool. Um, it's got a great section. It's got ribbons. Um, it's a really sturdy book. And uh, this last North Texas RPG Con, I was able to get it signed by David Beatty, the author. So, uh, yeah, that is to me is my coolest looking RPG product or book. Damn it. I think I went over. All right. I guess this is going to be days 20 through 23 because I answered... I answered what I'll still be playing. What is my favorite license? What's the best secondhand? And I guess I couldn't resist with a shout out to Weird Frontiers, the coolest looking RPG or book. So there you go. That's it. It's short and sweet. Thank you for listening. This has been the Geomologist Presents. Uh, shoot me a line at Gmail, uh, Geomologist at, I use Gmail, so Geomologist at gmail.com. You can send me a voice message or an email message. You can also send me a voice recorded message through the Discord or Type me a DM if you want me to put some sort of comment you might have. Don't be shy. You can contact my SpeakPipe account. I have it listed in the show notes. And the intro and outro music are by TJ Drennan, the incomparable TJ Drennan. And then my wife, Amy, does the cover clip art. So thank you so much for listening. Good night and good rolling. You've got an extra day on this one.